0: Welcome to Next of Kin, the parents' podcast. I'm your host, Emma. I'm a British expat living in Dubai, UAE with my partner and baby girl. Join me on my expat motherhood journey. I'll be discussing different topics each week and we'll be joined by some wonderful guests. Now, if you're a mum, you're short on time. So let's jump right in. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm recording this on the Tuesday post-Eid break so this will go live on Friday. So who is still actually here? Because from Instagram it seems like everyone's fled the sandpit for the summer already. I've already noticed that the roads seem so much quieter, the roads and the malls and I'm not going to lie, I absolutely love it when Dubai is like this. I moved to Dubai in, it was Covid time, February Covid time, so after all the lockdowns and everything but it was so quiet. I didn't understand when people said that Dubai was busy or that it had bad traffic because I had a good six months of Dubai having zero traffic when I moved and the malls just being completely empty. So I must admit, I do love that summer's like this, especially because I live really close to Dubai Mall, which is generally a pretty touristy mall. I know like not not a lot of people who live here actually go and shop in Dubai Mall. But for me, it's obviously my local mall. So I go there quite a lot. And from about December to maybe March time, I avoid it like the plague. If I really need to go, I know that I need to get there at 10am, spot on when the shop's open. Get in, get out, definitely be out there by midday. So I love it when it's this time of year and I can just go and shop at all the fabulous brands at my leisure. So how was everyone's Eid breaks? I did a quick reel over on Instagram which showed our trip over to Sustainable City for a Discovery Tots class. We absolutely love Steph's classes and we hadn't been in ages, not since I think Bonnie was maybe like five months, four months when we last went. So it was so nice to go back and see some familiar faces. Actually, talking of malls, we're all agreed that Dubai Hills Mall is superior. It's the best mall, right? So we also went to Dubai Hills Mall. We went to Italy because we just can't stay away from Italy. Actually, there's one in Dubai Mall as well and we never seem to go there. But if we go to Dubai Hills Mall, we are just drawn straight to Italy. So we had a lovely lunch there. Actually, I think most days of Eid, we ended up having a lunch or a breakfast or a dinner somewhere different, somewhere lovely, a different mall. And we do love a lunch or a breakfast out. And I promise it's not just so I'm not the one that has to clean the high chair. (laughs) Obviously Bonnie's meals are pretty messy so as guilty and as apologetic as I feel when I walk away from the absolute chaos that she has created every meal time (laughs) whenever we're in a restaurant I feel so bad but also thank god that it's just one meal of the three a day that I'm not having to clean up. I mean I do try, don't think that I just uh, leave the pure chaos everywhere, I do get a wet wipe out and smear some some mush around (laughs) probably makes it even worse. But there we go. There we go. So maybe that's why we ended up having a meal out every day of Eid. So yes, overall, a very chilled and lovely Eid break. But it has been pretty hard to be able to switch off properly, especially when I've got a business to start, right? I was trying to cram a whole week's work into one day. Actually, if you listen last week, you know that Bonnie was ill. So the week before... Yeah, where are we at? So we had Eid last week and then the week before that Bonnie was ill. So I didn't get a lot done that week. And then we've got a a one day work week, which is just crazy when you're trying to start a business. Obviously we didn't have any childcare or anything, but Rich did really want to help out. And so he said he was going to entertain Bonnie for an hour a day. Give me some time to respond to emails, post on socials, you know, those things to just keep business ticking over. It just didn't work out though, guys. It did not work out at all. So on the first day, that was the Tuesday, after we'd had a nice morning at Discovery Tots in Sustainable City, we went to Sanderson's for lunch that day. That was lovely. And then Tuesday afternoon comes around and he's like, right, okay, I'll take Bonnie now. And within 10 minutes, I would say, um, I had given up work, so that did not work (laughs) out. Within that first 10 minutes, he had brought her into me three times I think the first was she needed milk. The second, she just needed a cuddle from her mummy. And I don't even know what the third one was, but I just shut my laptop and gave up Gave up by that point. So in fact, I guess this has got to be a real con and a, also a pro to starting a business as a new mum. I hear other business owners talking about how they quit their nine to five to start a job or saying that they've worked every evening, every weekend, barely slept because they've just been working on their business. And I don't have that option, Um, which obviously is a nice thing because that's difficult, but it's not like I don't have that option because I'm switching off in the evening or the weekends. I'm really there present being a mum, right? And as a perfectionist, this has been quite difficult to me because I want to make sure that I'm making all of the best business decisions, I'm putting out all the best content. I mean, for example, I would love to go and learn about all the ins and the outs of audio engineering so that I could put out the best podcast possible from the offset, the best sound quality. (laughs) So I am learning. I'm getting there. Hopefully as the episodes go on, you'll notice a bit of an improvement. But on the other hand, this is a blessing and I have to remember this because I just have to get stuff done. I can't spend the time pondering, worrying, stalling, thinking of things. I basically hear Bonnie come down the hall because she, she screams when she goes down the hall, not because um, she's upset, but because she actually just loves the echo of the hall outside our apartment. So I can hear her coming, <laughs> echoing down the hall. And I know I've got 30 seconds. I don't have time to reread that email or make a perfect social media post or whatever I was working on it just needs to get saved sent done so it means that I'm not I'm not worrying I'm not stalling and I'm not pondering things all the time I'm just go 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 decision made I can't look at it anymore we'll go with this person we'll go with this factory whatever it is I'm working on the decision has to be made there and then the other pro is that I'm very much forced to stop and spend quality time with my family and oh, that's the whole reason, right? I said that as if I'm forced. But no, that's the whole reason that I'm taking this career route right now, because I want to be a present parent and I want to soak in this time with Bonnie. And Bonnie isn't going to just let me sit there on my phone or my laptop. She demands for me to be present to play with her, as I should. So that's very much a pro of these things. I guess a con is that I'm not getting any self-care right now. So we might be completely burnt out by the launch of Next of Kin the brand. But I'm working on it. In my mind, I've got this nine month in, nine month out thing going on. I know everyone says take your time to get back to you, to lose the weight, or whatever it is that you want to do to feel like you after having a baby. Some people say it takes, I don't know, three months, six months, nine months, a year, up to two years. Two years tends to be like the longest I hear. Most people say around a year, right? For me, I I guess around the seven-month, eight eight-month postpartum mark, I was like, right, that's it, I want to get back to me now. So I set myself the goal of the nine months in, nine months out. Mainly also because we've got flights booked back to the UK and I want to feel a bit more myself by that point. I guess I saw everyone back in the UK around Christmas time when I was two, three months postpartum, so I'm still very much like in the postpartum phase there. And I feel like I want to go back now and be like, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Look at me. So I've got my hair booked in for this week. I um, I was going to say I'm on a diet. I'm really not on a diet. Um, but I'm trying to get to the gym at least. Just shift a few pounds so that I feel a bit more like me. And I feel like I've had a little bit of a glow up. That's the plan anyway. I'll let you know how that goes. Anyway, I feel like I've rambled on there as if this is my own diary that I'm speaking into. I'm just sort of thinking out loud to you. But I just wanted to be honest about the truth of how things are going right now and no one said it was going to be easy to have a new baby and no one said it was easy to start a business, right? I know I've gone off on a tangent there, but put the two things together and there's pros and there's cons. So just being real. I was actually planning a whole different topic for this podcast, but after sitting down and reflecting on my week and how draining it's really been becoming a mum and starting a business and those pros and cons that I've just gone over... I think I want to be a bit more uplifting for this episode. We hear a lot of reasons why motherhood and careers are often not compatible. I mean, from my own personal experience, look at me, I've just given up my hard-earned career in buying because it really wasn't compatible. There were some sacrifices I would have had to make that personally I had judged far too harsh for me and my baby to be able to go back to work. Actually, I was saying to someone recently that Yes, it's a real big risk for me to quit my job, leave my career, especially in a whole different country at this point in my life, but I personally saw it as more of a risk to stay in that career and potentially lose that first year or have many years of Bonnie's life. I have always really wanted to be a mum and I wasn't willing to be travelling and missing out and not being able to soak up that first year. So I really felt like I would just completely have missed out on this really important part of her childhood had I stayed in buying, let alone the fact that I would be away at least once a month for about five days. That's minimum. Uh, I, would also, I should also have been traveling to Kuwait, to Saudi, all these other places. So it seems risky that I just went and quit my job. But for me, it was way more risky to stay in my job and miss out on what to me is the meant to be the most special part of my life becoming a mum. I always wanted to be a buyer but I've always wanted to be a mum way more. So that's my personal situation and I've again just gone off on a complete tangent so let's get into six reasons that I've put together on why being a mum is advantageous to your career. I know a lot of the women I speak to on especially around maternity leave time the main topic of conversation was always how on earth are we going to be able to go back to work? So I want to give you these reasons to make you feel a bit more empowered when you do go back to work if that's what you're going to be doing. Number one skill is patience and resilience. We all experience motherhood in quite a unique way and we grow and we change and we have different qualities but patience and resilience tends to Be almost universal. I mean, I can't think of any person who hasn't said that they've become more patient and resilient as a consequence of having a baby. I also can't think of a situation or a career path where having increased patience and resilience wouldn't be super useful. And this point on resilience leads me on to number two. A lot of women report a huge shift in perspective when becoming a mother. In fact, I heard, I think on the Unfiltered Mums podcast, that could be wrong, no, I'm sure it was on Unfiltered Mums, that they were saying that you create more neurons in your brain becoming a mum than at any other stage in your life. So of course, a perspective shift is natural and it's going to come with that. But I have no time now to sweat the small stuff. I frankly do not care about lots of small things I used to care very deeply about before. In fact, you can also realise that you just don't care about anything in your current career at all, in which case it is time for a swift pivot. Or you can take this new mindset and become hyper-focused and able to prioritise super efficiently, making you a really efficient worker. Number three is around emotional intelligence and empathy. I remember reading about emotional intelligence during my business degree and how it's supposed to be one of the biggest predetermined characteristics of success, especially in a management position or as a leader. When you have a baby, you are suddenly hyper in tune with this little being in a way that no one else around you is. I'm sure you all experience this as well, maybe with your partner, where the baby is unsettled. And they're just not doing the right thing. And you have to you say to them, no, you need to rock her at this speed and put her bum like this, <laughs> like duh. So that's just an example of how you're so hyper in tune with this little person in a way that no one around you actually is. And with that, you've got this newfound nurturing skill. And that can translate in loads of different ways. Whether that's interpersonal skills, so you might be building key relationships within your business. Perhaps it makes you a better boss, a better manager, a better leader, or it might make you an even better colleague. So super important is our emotional intelligence. Number four is confidence. It's a funny one because I often hear about a loss of confidence when you become a mum and I definitely felt that this huge shift in identity and who am I anymore. This kind of links back to what I was just saying about the nine months in, nine months out that I'm trying to work towards at the moment. I mean, I have like three days left till she's nine months old, (laughs) but that's what I'm working towards. But there's also a huge sort of mama bear identity ignited within you. So you can become quite a go-getter. You've never had a motivator in your life before, like providing for this baby and being a mama bear. So those people in senior management that you used to find really intimidating are now just nothing to you. (laughs) you grew a baby you gave birth you kept them alive you can ace some little presentation that used to strike fear into you before in fact you can ace that presentation whilst mentally deciding on tonight's dinner taking note of the grocery list I guess this leads me on to number five which is multitasking so I was going to say organization here but actually I feel like I've never been more cluttered and disorganized in my mind and in my physical life than ever before. But I have no choice but to multitask constantly. And I'm sure there have been actual brain scans to show that women are better at multitasking than men. So it's not just a rumor, guys. But just becoming a mum, you are always juggling numerous priorities, right? So what productive worker you can become if you're able to multitask, Paired with efficiency and all the things that I've just mentioned already. Okay, last one, number six. I actually feel like I could keep going now, I'm on a roll. (laughs) But let's go for number six, is gonna be problem solving. So we're always having to come up with creative solutions on the go now to problems that we had no idea would even arise. My baby did the biggest explosive nappy whilst we were halfway through a mummy and baby peaceful yoga class. And that explosive nappy happened not even on my own yoga mat. So obviously, I just wanted to freeze and die in that situation. (laughs) But you can't do that. So you have to figure out pretty quickly what to do. Lose a few socks, whatever it is that we've got to do. (laughs) So hopefully, a lot of you are not dealing with physical poo in the workplace. But this problem-solving skill of cracking on, figuring it out, just getting on with things. Resilience. Resilience definitely came into that there can all be transferred into the workplace where being adaptable and innovative is highly valued. So should we do a part two on, on this at some point? Cause I feel like I've got all rallied up now on these positive skills and I really needed a dose of positivity today. So remember that you are a great asset and that should be a motivator for businesses to really want to work with mums as part of their workforce. And that seems to be really lacking at the moment. So if you were lacking in confidence, think about these points And see which resonates with you. Hopefully, a lot of them, because I've tried to go for the points that I felt were quite universal. But even if you're not heading back to the workplace anytime soon, I think you deserve a pat on the back for acquiring a whole host of new skills and characteristics. Okay, let's get into this week's Mum Lemmers. I really enjoyed actually a bit of positivity there on the podcast. Not that we're not normally a positive podcast but thinking on my feet, maybe we should add this into the end of the podcast. We should have a mum lemma, a recommendation, and then something inspiring to keep us going for the week. Let me know what you think because I really like that idea, but I am completely just thinking on my feet. Maybe we won't do that. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into mum lemmas. So for this week's mum lemma, What I really wanted to ask you was a bit of a follow-on from last week's episode when we talked about going back to our home countries and what we stock up on. Don't worry, I've got a comprehensive list coming up. But what I really wanted to ask you to do with that is how on earth am I meant to cope on a flight? Bonnie will be nine months old when we fly back to the UK, and then I guess she'll be 10 months old when we fly back. She's already crawling now, so this has got to be the worst age, right? Are we mad? Should we cancel? Is it even really worth it? The reason I'm not making this into a mum lemma is because I know you're all going to tell me that it is worth it and we just need to stock up on snacks, distractions, grin and bear it. But, side note, I hate flying, which I know is the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard from a travel loving expat who used to be a former fashion buyer traveling all over the world. But anyway, it is what it is. I'm going to hate it and we just need to crack on. So what is this week's mum lemma? I feel like my co-sleeping journey probably needs to come to an end. I've spoken about this before about how we couldn't get Bonnie into a cot and we ended up co-sleeping. It was very much her decision and not mine (laughs) and it did work for us for a time. I will be very honest it definitely did work when you're breastfeeding just being able to roll over and feed her not have to get up and do a whole charade it really helped with me getting as much sleep as possible but the last month I'm gonna say yeah the last month around the eight month mark I found it quite difficult she's now rolling over she started eating so I think digestively she's got things going on she's rolling all over the place very fast so that makes me worry about her completely falling out of bed but also she is not linking her sleep cycles at all can you believe that this baby used to sleep through the night as a newborn? I don't want to strike fear into anyone whose baby is currently doing that as a newborn. So she's waking up every 40 minutes and then she has to latch on to go back to sleep. And I'm exhausted. So what I am thinking is Montessori floor bed. So has anyone looked into these? I mean, it's basically just putting a mattress on the floor. But I want to hear from you in this week's mum lemma if you have done the Montessori the the Montessori floor bed with your little one how did it go would you recommend it I've just set up a temporary mattress on the floor to test her out for her first naps of the day and see if we can ease into it that way and if it works then I'll get her the proper Montessori floor bed so far for that first nap of the day it's kind of working I can feed her then roll away or yesterday her nanny rocked her put her down and was able to go off but she's still not linking her sleep cycles. So it's only working for 20 minutes, 40 minutes. um, And then she'll wake up and instantly just shoot up and look around and think, where is everyone? And then that's it. She's up. She won't go back to sleep. Even if you come in and even feed her back to sleep at that point, she won't, she's done. So maybe it's not going to work. Maybe it'll be useful to just have a cat nap a day that she's, that she's not attached to me or anyone else. But perhaps this is the way forward and this is what's going to work. So Montessori floor bed, guys. Thoughts? I need help. (laughs) I'll put this up on Instagram on Saturday morning for anyone interested. So please put your own experience and feedback there. And if you are just interested like me, go and have a look and see what everyone else said. In response to last week's mum lemma, where I asked you, what does everyone stock up on when they go back to their home, home country? I've now got the comprehensive list, especially for the UK, I guess. Sorry if you're listening from anywhere else. But these are the things that everyone was putting on their shopping list to bring back to Dubai with them. So let's run through from the top. We've got some obvious contenders here and also a few genius items I hadn't even thought of. So obviously, Calpol, Infocol, Ashton and Parsons, the teething powders, Metanium, the bum cream, way cheaper in the UK. You can get it on Amazon though for anyone that didn't know and Ashton and Parsons, Ashton and Parsons Teething Powders. Then going to more kitcheny stuff, Zaflora, dishwasher and washing machine tablets, surface wipes, very true, they're super expensive here, sun cream, razor heads, sorry I've gone to the bathroom here haven't I, but sun cream, razor heads, deodorant, we always stock up on the Mitchum deodorants when we go back. Actually, like I said last time, there was a lot of bath time bits. So anything for kids' bath time, hair stuff, all of that. Heading to Primark, we're getting our pyjamas, we're getting hair bands. We're, oh, back to boots, 50p paracetamol and ibuprofen. Sorry, I should have put this list in a bit more of an order, shouldn't I? Because <laughs> we're going back to Primark to get our underwear, socks. Then I thought this was genius, birthday cards. So true. We don't have the good selection of birthday cards here, so I'm going to stock up on those. Snacks for the kids, that's something I hadn't had to think about before, right? And I did ask last time, what are those bits for a toddler that I haven't thought of? Snacks is definitely one. I think they even have way better Ella's Kitchen pouch ranges there, so I'm going to stock up on those. Stock cubes, allergy tablets, Percy pigs, obviously Percy pigs. Um, Stuff for insect bites or insect repellents and kids books. I mean, I've just been buying kids books on Amazon, but maybe they're way cheaper in the UK. I'm not sure. Anyway, my other thing is that I always crave an annual Bista Village shopping trip, but I really need to curb that craving this year because I need to save money. Okay, as always, I like to leave you with a little recommendation. These are unsponsored tips, hacks, or parenting related products that I would like to recommend. And the last few months, we've especially been enjoying Kiddo's Toy Rental. So any rental business I'm really interested in at the moment for environmental reasons, but also, especially when it comes to kids' stuff, now that I'm at the nearly nine-month mark, I see all this stuff that you just accumulate and buy, especially for the newborn phase, and they're in that for weeks, (laughs) maybe months, but you barely use this stuff. I tried to be good, and I did buy secondhand, but there's still a lot of stuff that you end up buying brand new and then only use for this short uh, short span of time. And that's exactly why I love a rental company. I think if we did have more children, we'd go down that route for other stuff as well. But in summer, Bonnie is inside so much more and this diva gets so bored of her toys so quickly. But kiddos have a really good selection of the wooden toys, so not that ugly plastic, Although I must admit, I don't mind the ugly plastic so much when you know you're giving it back and you've only got to keep it for a month. (laughs) But you can also request toys from their catalogue. They send you the toys they're going to send beforehand to get approval, which I think is really good because quite a few things I've gone, nope, she won't be interested in that. Let's have this, please. All the toys are then sanitised. They collect the old ones and just leave you with a new bag full of new toys for the next month. And let's be honest, by the end of that month, they've probably developmentally grown out of those toys anyway, so it's the perfect timing. As always, this isn't sponsored. I have tried another toy rental company. It didn't really have the stuff for Bonnie at that age, but we're really enjoying kiddos right now, so that's who I'm going to recommend for you guys. But do shop around. There are loads more rental companies popping up all the time with other things. And I'm personally trying to consider this option a bit more instead of always going to buy brand new. So that's all for this week. If you like the idea of leaving you with something inspirational, let me know and I'll see if I can incorporate that going forwards. Please join the community over on at nextofkin.ae on Instagram. And you can also email podcast at nextofkin.ae if you want to get in touch. Please rate, review and subscribe. It really helps the podcast grow at this stage and find new listeners. And do tune back in next week because I'm going to be joined by my very first special guest, I really can't wait. This is going to be a super interesting conversation. Whether you have already escaped for summer or you're still stuck here melting with me, make sure you have a fantastic week.